Coming up, we have Scott Walker with RSU's hiring packages, talking about who the hell is procurement and being open-minded. I'm excited about this one. Scott Walker, coming up. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and children of all ages, it is yours truly once again, the corporate security translator and the author of So You Want to Get Into Corporate Security. Man, I got somebody special with us out here today, big time Scout Walker. Now, let me tell you something. You're talking about some intelligence, investigative risk analysis. This guy is running companies and and, and, and doing big things, man, as, as we say back down in Florida where I'm from. So I'm really excited to have him here. I had an opportunity to hang out with him for some minutes here and there on, on his side of town man doing a little video with him and scotty man i am i'm pumped i'm pumped to have you here man you you're one of the coolest guys and you know you know what you are you want one of those guys that you got everything to get you know everything you i mean honestly it is from a one person to the other, but you don't play it like that man you're like one of those humble dudes that i love to work with every day i wish man i was hanging out with you that is so key and that is so important to what we do so hey you do all those things i'm i'm gonna be quiet for a little bit man why don't you tell the, the wonderful listeners a little bit about yourself well, first of all, thank you, Carlos, for having me on. I, as we've talked before, and I love your show. I love what you're doing. Um, I love the Security Translator name. I think that's an awesome brand to, to wrap your arms around because what a lot of people don't know about you is that you truly mean it. You really are trying to bridge that gap. And I, I love that about you. And, I, and I, I love that's part of the message that has that we all need to be talking about. Awesome. Um, but for me and my journey uh, started a long time ago. Um, I first got into the military and law enforcement. I was in the Coast Guard for a little for a long time. And um, before right before September 11th, I became a special agent with the Coast Guard. And um, that brought me into a whole bunch of different interesting things right and i was on a joint terrorism task force and narcotics task force intelligence task force and uh almost from the beginning of my career as a criminal investigator i was involved in doing all this multi-agency stuff yeah um one thing the coast guard's really good at is uh doing things collaterally and collaboratively with other agencies like dea fbi uh customs and or legacy customs and so on right and uh, as well as our our local law enforcement partners like lapd and la port police uh so on anyways the um thing that that i i realized was uh after my first 10 years of federal service that went by really fast right and i was like oh i need to to think about doing something else like i'm going to be retirement eligible soon mm-hmm. like that 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 last 10 years was a blink of, the, of an eye and i was i went all over the world and was stationed in a bunch of different places and and uh you just had the sense like i need to have a my plan b like right what's next? right 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 and fortunately i ran into a gentleman who um became my mentor and then became my boss and still my boss to this day but um he and i hooked up at a university event we got to the same university i was there for bachelor's he was there for masters and uh we just started talking he was in the private sector working for a high net worth bank and uh, as a head of security and we said, I had all these like ridiculous views of, of corporate security, like, oh, they should be doing this and that. Right, like, right. 
I've never been in. I've, I was a government employee forever, like since I was 18. So I don't know anything about corporate security, but I had these opinions. He was kind enough to li listen to me, and he. I guess I resonated somehow with him, and uh, he ended up making a transition to a company called Nvidia, uh, which is a, a global tech company. Based and out of Santa Clara, right? Based out of Santa Clara. Yeah. 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 Yep, the built just built a brand new building, right. um, and so they um, he was the head of security there, and they were looking for he was looking for a number two after about a year of being there, and um, so we had been talking about this, and and I think at first I was just like, I don't, know, I don't like <laughs> what what do you need some like door kicking criminal investigator right, at right. that time I was I don't know I, I was on a drug task a counter drug uh, task force out of Los Angeles literally chasing people through the dead of night in uh, off the coast of California. And so I thought, I'll just, I'll just put in for it. And I sent him my, and I always tell the story, but I sent, sent him my five page, you know, federal oh, resume yeah. with all the, you know, all, you know, wiretaps and <laughs> search warrants and all the, you know, all the ridiculous things that we do as federal agents. That's right. It had nothing to do with what NVIDIA does or what the position even was. Right. And uh, my boss tells the story too. And from his, his angle, it was, if I didn't know you, I never would have looked at your resume. Right, 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 right. So I, I you know, fortunately he was able to pull it and, and, and elevate it at least so that I could get interviewed. And so when I came up for my interviews, um, it was unlike anything I'd ever been through. Right. Um, at that time I had uh, over, um, 20 years in the military as a reservist and, and um, uh, about 15 years in law enforcement. And so my, I was used to panel interviews for everything. Right, right. right. And I uh, come up for an interview and it was literally like eight people throughout a day and an hour each person. And these people did things I had never heard of, right. never, ever heard of. I didn't know what procurement was. Right, right. And even though I had worked fraud as a federal agent i didn't really know what procurement was in the this the context of a company and anyways people worked on the product side people worked on the business side and the hr side all these great people that um who i i think very highly of now um and mainly because they were nice enough to be like oh you're cute you think you actually know oh, something you're so cute <laughs> yeah you think you know something about what we do here i literally thought nvidia was a video game company I, right. That's what I thought they did. Yeah, yeah. That's not what they do. <laughs> no. There's a component there, a very small component that, that they are involved in uh, with the creation. But I th thought that's what everybody in Silicon Valley did. Right. So right. fortunately, I got through all those interviews in a very positive way. And I remember not hearing anything for, I don't know, a month or two. Right. And I was back doing what I do. And I thought, oh, they probably found somebody else. No big deal. It was good, good experience. Yeah. And um, so my recruiter from NVIDIA calls me and, and I, I literally just told this story on, on another uh, podcast, but he calls me and he tells me what the salary is going to be and what the benefits are going to be. And I'm like, wow, it's like more money than, than I've ever seen. And Ain't was, that the truth. It was great. Right. You know? And then he tells me, okay, these are the amount of RSUs that we're going to give you. And I was like, 
it's an RSU. What, what I have that? no idea. What is, what is that? that? Yeah, restricted stock unit, right? And, and you know, working in Silicon Valley, uh, and yeah, yeah. that stock is a huge part of um, our hiring packages. Yeah. And so that was uh, my kind of ushering in to the, pro- the hiring process. But then when I landed at the job, and by the way, the, the stocks that they gave me uh, became, becomes material in my story later on, right? And which enabled me to do a lot of things that I could not have, never have done Absolutely. as a federal employee. Absolutely, and um, not that that's the sole motivation, uh, but for people. But be aware of like there, there's be good benefits. Oh yeah. Um, so when I ended up, you know, and then I had this arrogance that oh, I made it in the private sector. It's like my <laughs> retirement job. Like I'm I'm here for the next twenty years. Right. 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 And I landed, so the role at NVIDIA, for, it was number two, uh, solid number two, by the way, um, was as the senior manager for uh, global security. And we, it was written to be more investigative and executive protection right. type programmatic, um, managing these roles in these programs. And I thought, I did it. I've done protection for admirals and generals around the world. You know, I, I was in, by then I was in the Air Force Reserve and a special agent in the Air Force Reserve and, yeah. and literally protecting people in very crazy places. And I thought this is going to be an easy job. Easy peasy, and lemon squeezy. Easy, easy. Yeah. And when I landed, um, you know, my education uh, kicked off <laughs> because I rolled around like, I got this. This is easy. It's a private sector. Yeah. And I didn't know anything. Uh, and I had to learn really quickly. But the only thing that saved me, and this was just kind of, it's a long story, but I'm getting to like why it's great to talk to guys like yourself um, and other people in the industry who came out of law enforcement. Um, because when I, I was going through this process. I had this arrogance that I thought I knew everything that there was to know. And the reality was I knew very, very little, but I had great mentors while I was there. Um, You know, Derek Hernandez, uh, amazing guy, worked with you, works in global security. Well, I was and, just in a meeting uh, with him a little book. earlier, man. There well, you, you go. tell him that, that I miss him dearly. I'll, I'll, give, I'll give him hugs, man. Yeah, please, please. And he, he was great. Um, and, you know, of course, my boss, Wes Bull, uh, was incredibly patient and took time to explain these things to me. And, and um, there were tons of others. And, I, and, I, and legitimately, I, I forget their names. They know who they are because I thank them. Yeah. It, it's not all senior leaders, right. by the way, either. There are people that uh, were security officers that worked contract security for NVIDIA that I think highly of, that, right. that taught me, took the time to teach me something. Yeah. And um, well, but, but you also took the time to learn. I mean, you were open totally to open. it. You, you're yeah, open to you it. you have to be. That yeah. is key in a transition. I'm sorry, man, go ahead. But No, no, yeah. that's, which is great. This is exactly the, my point to, to folks. Um, because they think like, oh, I, I came out of law enforcement so I can go do uh, like the security things easy. It's like a one for one. Yeah. And it's really not um, because what I had to learn really quickly, and this might be a shock to you, that NVIDIA is not a law enforcement agency. <laughs> oh, no, really? I didn't. I didn't realize that. <laughs> Neither is Facebook, by the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So when when uh, I, I got there, I had to realize like, oh, okay, so 
arresting employees is a bad thing. Ah. Yeah, that's that's that was part of my education as well as that there's a budget and the budget doesn't always mean that you have the budget to go do whatever you want with it. You know, you have to you have to be mindful that this is a company that makes money right. and the initial theory is security is a cost center, right? right. It doesn't make any money for the company. I don't believe that right. because you, it's hard to put a price on safety, right? Mm-hmm. That's for maybe another podcast. Well, we could talk right. about the, the the one I brought up, BS and about security. We can, we yeah, can we do that. Yeah. You know, let's do it. Yeah. Uh, I think, it, uh, I think safety is a competitive advantage, but okay. Yeah. You know, for, that's for BS and about security. Agreed. Um, and, but when I, I landed, I, I looked back at folks who, um, who were interested in, in the private sector, looking at retirement, um, who I'd worked with for years and years, and they were asking these questions that I just didn't have any answers to. And right. I, so I had to educate myself. And as always, I look back and I try to try to help others right. Right, and try to help them understand you know, just don't don't just apply and, and think that you're going to get the job and then it's going to be gravy training for 20 years. Um, you're going to have to learn a whole new skill. You have to learn a whole new culture. Culture was was probably the biggest shock for me, oh, too, man. by the way, because you come from the world criminal investigations. You know, you um, you usually are working towards a goal. And right. that goal is the dismantlement of the international narcotics. Sure. You know conglomerate or a, a terrorism financing or something yep. uh, that's not always clear in the private sector or in a company that, okay, the security team is going to go do this. Right. And if you're misaligned, which I was initially with um, the goals of the business, and I'll, and I'll give you a good example of this in a second, but if you're misaligned with those goals, like I was, you're not going to understand your value right. to the organization. And um, the example is uh, I was talking with our, our partners um, in China about um, black market and, and gray market uh, reselling of mm-hmm. our products. Yeah. Drives, and I made right? a statement. SSDs, yeah, HDDs. Yeah. I got well, you. Uh, graphics cards. Was no, for yeah. Nvidia. yeah. Um, and I made the statement to our, our, our friends and our, our team in China you know, you know, it's it's great that we're partnering here, and I was trying to be complimentary, but it came off terribly. Right. And everybody's on this call. There's probably a dozen people on this call, and I was leading it, the kind of the investigative efforts here. And, and I said, you know, it's great that you're we're partnering with our friends in China. I said because you know most of the stuff happens over there, anyways. Yeah. And I made this really broad generalization um, that was was that fell flat because they're like, wait, what? What are you talking about? We're here to tr- tr- knock this stuff down too. We don't want <laughs> want this to affect our products either. Yeah. And I just completely was tone deaf yeah. to the idea that oh, there are good people because I I was raised in in, in uh, U.S. military and, and government intelligence right. to think that China was an enemy. China and, or Russia, right? I mean, it was always yeah, one or the other exactly. at that time. Yeah, yep. one or the other. Yeah, yep. pick pick your bad guy. Mm-hmm. And um, Rocky business, Three, I think, depicts that pretty well. Yeah, yeah right. No, go ahead. God, I'm sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> so, you know, what I, I had to realize or I had to look through the lens of an entrepreneur yeah. like our CEO, Jensen Wong, um, he viewed China as a great economy. Yeah, huge market. as great customers and great people that, you know, look, the Chinese Communist Party has its issues, right? And, yeah. uh, and yeah. putting that very lightly, by the way. Yeah. 
um, not to get political, but uh, th th their feeling is if I can empower people in China to do go do good things, that's what I want to do. Huge. Yeah. And, and that's the entrepreneurial spirit. I had to learn that. I had to learn that early on. And so as I was evolving as a person and evolving um, to understand the, the economy, the yep. global economy, yep. invidious culture and uh, the culture of Silicon Valley, really. Right. Uh, I was like, okay, I, I've made all these missteps. I don't want to see my partners make it. Yep. And what I realized was that there are companies that really could, could learn a lot from people in military and law enforcement backgrounds. Yeah. And if they, if I can help more military and law enforcement folks get into these organizations and be successful there, we can start making our global economy safer. Absolutely. And our, our global employees safer. Yeah. Right. I had uh, three employees that were in um, a country during a coup. Right. And uh, one, one of the one of the th first things I asked, I had an Intel analyst who worked for me and I, and I said, find the, the closest U.S. embassy and, and let's like get those people. Let's get them out. Let's get them of, you know, at least yeah, to where they, they, where need, they to need to go. Right. In case something yeah, goes down, which would have been great had they been U.S. citizens. Right. They weren't educated. <laughs> I learned <laughs> that we had one that was uh, from China, one from Russia. Um, and I think a local national. So it wasn't like, oh, just send them to the U.S. Embassy and they can get out on right. the next airplane. It, it was very complex. And um, so what I realized, what I've realized, and even now more so today than ever before, as we see what's happened with our global economy because of the pandemic and happening in our businesses because of this crisis, uh, is that we need folks who can be calm under fire yeah. and who can be be thoughtful and who know that there's risk out there in the world and this is how you mitigate it yep. um, or there is the ways you can mitigate it and i think folks who have a military and law enforcement background specifically and there are others don't mean to diminish any sure, yeah. background for me um and, and my brothers and sisters i was I, i'm passionate about Let's get a cop in every com company and a veteran in every business. That's it. How do we do that to make our businesses, and our economy, our global economy more resilient? Yeah. And I think now more than ever, that's that's something that, that we, we absolutely need to do. Um, and which is is a lot of the reasons why I wanted to come talk to you on your on this great show. And a lot of the posts that I've been doing on LinkedIn to, is to drive awareness around you know, not only do you, how do you get the job? That's important. Yeah. 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 And, and you know, what job do you want? Um, but also how do you keep that job? How do you stay, stay resilient in your own job? Right. And right. how do you grow and how do you grow your organization and how do you, you move through another path with another, um, another career. Yeah. And that's kind of where I am right now. Um, as well as the great thing about the private sector is you can kind of move around and you kind of go work for whoever you want. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, whereas in law enforcement, it's like, oh, you, you work for this agency for, you know, the rest of your time. 
Um, or you're going to have to go through all of the uh, boards once again and then go exactly. through all of the FTO the in once again, right? And you got to go uh, through all the pepper spraying once again. Yeah, you're like, come right. on, man. I've been, I've been in this for like 10 years. Yeah, no, I, yeah. I hear you, man. I hear you. But in the private sector, it's like, well, you know, what value do you bring to our organization? And yeah. Do you have the skills that we we find necessary? And, and so I've been fortunate enough to be able to work for great companies like NVIDIA and Facebook and and uh, then transition and to help my, my boss and my mentor build two more great companies. And um, that is really what I like doing. And now I'm in this co- kind of a consulting gig, consulting investigations gig. Yeah. And we literally talk to people all over the world um, about their problems and how to mitigate those risks. Yeah. Uh, and that's, and, and that didn't, I didn't get to where I am today um, just like overnight or because I, I got a, a degree from college and I, it took, you know, decades uh, for me. And that not, I'm not saying that it may take decades yeah, for yeah, everybody, yeah. but it did for me. And um, my, my sole interest now is how do we make businesses more resilient? And right. I think a key component of that, there's lots of lots right. to it. Yeah, don't yeah. get me wrong. But a key component is, do you have the right people there making crisis decisions? Right. You know, and if you're waiting for the crisis to happen before you make a decision, you're behind that power curve. Oh, absolutely. It's too late. Absolutely. Too late. So how can we, you know, you and I, and I'm, and I'm talking specifically to you, how do we do this? How do we continue to, to educate um, people who listen to this and watch this and, yep. and folks who are in transition. That's, that's the, those are the things I love talking about. Scott, you bring up a, a bunch of great points, man. I, you know what I, I tend to focus on a lot of times when I talk to folks is I, I, I kind of initialize I, the initial part of the conversation is where's your mindset? Where's your mindset? Because I have to, to get them prepared for a lot of things before I start going, okay, your resume, this, that, that, and the other thing. Because those are all like what I call operational stuff. I could teach okay. you the operation stuff on how to get there, but where's your mindset? And I've had some great guys on the show. One of them that I put out, I think last week, Altaf Bora, which we talked a little bit earlier. We kind of have some friends that know each other. That's oh, By the way, that's how small a world is. It's like the not even the sixth degree of separation in our security world. It's a lot less than that. But sure. it's the mindset because – not everybody totally is going to be comfortable going to a corporation. And one of the things that Al was saying was that he loved the lifestyle so much of what he had. Bad guys, guns, guns, kicking down doors, kicking down doors. Um, and and he, he had a lot of trouble finding his mission. And you mentioned that a little bit. Finding what is my worth here? What is it that I'm doing? What is it that I'm feeling? And you had that in the military, law enforcement, federal careers, because everybody was a squad, a group, yeah. a small battalion, like whatever it is that you came from. But you lived with each other. You joked with each other. You you did weird things with each other, whatever it is that, you know, <laughs> we did. Um, yeah. But how do you that mindset how do you start getting them to turn over the mindset of like no more kicking down doors no uh, more yeah. guns 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 no more running after bad guys bad gals you know those things so i try to work on their mindset first give them a lot of stuff and said hey are you okay because then i had another guy that came in and said dude you might as well just go into law enforcement because it's okay if you do 10 years in the military right that's your where you want to go maybe the corporate world is not for you and and it's not the you know um but yeah what do you think about all that man yeah no i i I agree with you where i start very similar um different take is i start from education 
Yeah. Because a lot of the folks I talk with are like, I don't even know what translates in the private sector. Right. You know, should I be looking at security guard supervisor jobs? And the, one of the, the guys I was talking with is a police lieutenant. Yeah. And he's getting ready to retire next year. And I was like, well, let's let's talk about this because what yeah. you think is supervisor is in your current role is not necessarily translate directly across. Right. And so I start from the the, the I try to understand, like, do you you know, I look at their resume and, and usually between their resume, their LinkedIn and talking to them for like two or three minutes, yep. I can tell kind of where their head's at yep. with like their perception. Mm-hmm. And then I, I jump into, OK, let me explain to you what what different industries are, what business is very kind of rudimentary and not to, not meaning to or intending to talk down to anybody. But right. um, I think I, you got to meet people where they are, because I've had those folks who, whether they're coming out of the military or law enforcement, and they're like, I don't even know what tr- where I should be going. Should I be, right. you know, Allied Universal offered me a job. Should I go there or should I go to Microsoft? Right. And um, we talked through the positives and uh, the goods and the bads, right? Right. And um, so I try to try to come at them from a look. This is this is the general understanding. Let's lay the foundation for for your understanding of what the private sector is. Yeah. And then I go to where do you want to physically be and that was a bigger deal before yeah. COVID. yeah yeah yeah, yeah. now it's not <laughs> right right because we're all we're all working from our home offices right and so i would because I, I, I literally had I, I love this guy too we were in the air force together um and we were stationed in italy together when i was a reserve agent and uh he was living in hawaii uh stationed in hawaii and he was getting ready to move back to los angeles and i said hey you know what do you want to do I can't, what can i do to help you? right right and he's like well i want to move back to la i'm like okay awesome i'm like what are you thinking about um applying to and he goes you'll love this and i, I can't believe i haven't told you this by the way <laughs> hey but go ahead go ahead he goes he goes i'd love to be the head of security for like walt disney oh hey i know this, the guy, this guy I, I know. He, he was a non-supervisory special agent in, in the Air Force. I'll call Crabtree right now. Crabtree, I got a guy, <laughs> buddy. I got a guy. Yeah, I, you think about Crabtree like... I got a guy. Well, dude. he's, I mean, super classy. You know, oh, I'm sure. He, I'm walks, sure. he yeah. walks in the room and you go, man, that guy's different. Have you ever, have you ever had that? Mm-hmm. Like a, a person walks yeah, in the yeah. room and you go... It's the energy. Yeah. Okay. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. Continue. No. Well, it, but it was a mis understanding from him uh, that he thought, Oh, I could go do this really high level job. Right. Even though I've never even, I'm not even a supervisor. Yeah. And, um, it was, it was because he didn't re- realize how in depth, yep. um, th- those organizations are yeah. and how many yeah. layers there are. Yep. And so it came down to an education piece and, I, and I've had people the same thing when I landed at NVIDIA, they said, so what do you, you like doing IT security for the company? Oh, and right. No idea that there's a whole security oh, team and investigations oh, team and executive protection, all these things that, that um, these companies have that some, to, to some extent mirror the public sector. Yeah. And yeah. so I had to uh, do a lot of education, which is another reason why I'm trying to get this word out is like, here, here's the transition the skill, the way the skills transition. Here's the way the yeah. information flows. Uh, I, so I actually, that's where I start with folks. Yeah, I, I actually put a post in one time on LinkedIn, and I asked, 
what is it that people that are coming from the law enforcement military, what they should know coming into, you know, and I said actually specific stuff. And I said, I want well, very specific. So we put a list. I started with a list of like 21 things, access controls, standards, policies and procedures, executive protection, um, um, fence line protection, cameras, software, camera, so, you know, like all those things. And then people just started jumping in and throwing in a bunch of other things. We, I mean, the list was like, it was, it was deep, man. It was deep. But those are all the things that a lot of military law enforcement folks, I, I love them. You love them. That's why we're here to yeah. try to help them. But, sure. but they, they don't know. Like you come in, and you're like, hey, congratulations. What do you know about Secure? Or yeah. what do you know yeah. about Linnell? Yeah. And you're, what do you know? And, yeah, and like a sergeant that's been on the road for 25 years as a cop or something like that, there's a good chance they don't know, right? Um, yeah. So, man, I, I love the education piece. Now, look, we got about two minutes. I do these things in 30-minute okay. blocks. Now, I have a feeling that you and I, just like last time, we could probably, man, do the security <laughs> BS for, for a very long hour. time. But, but, <laughs> but again, look. We're here to help those great folks in the military, law enforcement, emergency services, and federal careers transition to the corporate world. You're probably the best guy. I love your idea of putting one of those human beings in a corporation somewhere around the world. And that that's key, man, in order to keep them resilient. Man, I'm really excited about that. I like that idea a lot. Um, but we got about two minutes, man. And I, we gotta, we gotta leave the folks with just a couple of things. And you mentioned so many already. I'm like, I have notes here and, and I think I'm, I'm, I wrote a paper already on all the great <laughs> stuff that you said, but Hey, just leave them with a, one or two things, man, that, you know, it's key. And then what we could do, man, you and I could get on, keep on doing this forever and ever and ever That's right. another That's time, right. but get, leave, leave them with a, with a couple of tidbits, man. What I always tell people is don't go it alone. And that's, that is a borrowed phrase from uh, the Federal Law Enforcement Officers Association, which I'm a member of, a retired member of. And what, it, what I mean by that is there is a great network of folks who have successfully transitioned. They've made mistakes like me, yeah. and they've, they've had success. Um, they've had failures. Reach out to them. Talk to them. Right. If they don't reach back, that's okay. Go to the next. And uh, it's only because I don't want to see people wind up in, in situations where they're not happy or they're not fulfilled. I want them to be fulfilled. And, and literally, when I talk to folks about their transition or about what they want to do in transition, if, they, if I get the sense that they want to be their own entrepreneur, I will tell them not to go apply with this or that. Right. Go start your business and do that. That's what I want people to know is that most importantly, you are not alone. We care about you yep. and we want to see you succeed. Yep. And uh, that's the biggest piece. I think if, if there's just, there is a support network out there, my patch and my badge might not be the same as yours. Right. But what the, the, my blood is blue. Yeah. Ain't that, ain't that <laughs> the truth? Ain't, you know, ain't that the, listen, man, outstanding stuff. Uh, I, I think you're a gentleman and a scholar uh, and a hell of a human being. Um, and I love, hell of human beings uh that's that i'm a big fan of those i think i'm gonna hell of human being i'm, I'm gonna put that actually sure. in your name when we turn this into yeah. video hell of human being scott uh but hey i just want to thank you man for jumping up doing what you do for those folks the military law enforcement emergency services federal folks coming in man and just really giving everything you got man you're so your passion to to just helping them out um there there are some great folks out there doing it uh with us and and here we are and we're always giving people time and the and the availability for us to chat with you and i know scott you're open to those as well so uh thank you sir Thank, Thank you, you for coming out and spending some time with you. Any parting words before I close this out? 
I, I just uh, want people to understand it's tough right now. I hear you. Um, it doesn't get any better if we sit back and uh, don't do anything. Let's yeah. keep forward leaning. We can work remotely. We can help and support each other. Let's keep doing that. Hey, here we are. All right, everybody, man, that was a great old time with uh, Mr. Scott Walker. We talked about a don't don't go at it alone. I love that one. Uh, we talked about even what is procurement. That was uh, something that a lot of a lot of us have to learn. It's all about mindset as you as you coming in and you're translating what you knew from what you are and where you're going to go. So that's a big thing. And um, I'm even going to throw in uh a little uh, RSUs in there. Uh, there. There's some fun stuff yes. on the corporate side of the world that is really cool. By the way, I know we didn't get to it, um, but I know what you meant by that. I bought my house here uh, with some of that that I wouldn't be able to do it. So I'm sure you have the same stories. We can talk about it later on. But um, everybody, from uh, the corporate security translator and the author of So You Want to Get Into Corporate Security, that was big time Scott Walker. Reach out to him. We'll catch you next time. Take care. Bye-bye. Thanks. Man, and it goes a little something like